This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Join you every single morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for joining me and making this a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. I hope you've had a fantastic weekend and bank holiday, New Year's Day as well, of course, and that you're ready for what is a Tuesday, which effectively starts the week. It's like a Monday and a Tuesday rolled into one, which honestly, I'm struggling to think of something worse than that. But uh, we're going to try and start the day with some positivity and optimism, at least uh, a show talking about Arsenal transfers. And of course, in the January transfer window, it emphasizes the need for that even more. So don't worry, we've got your back, we've got you covered, and we'll be tackling everything that we can to do with this and more, as well as all the stories that have come out from the past 24 hours. Uh, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to wherever you happen to be in the world, Uh, to Blackshine, to Old Dave, to Matt G, to Damien, to Jimbo, Stevie, Shari, Dave, uh, we've got Old Dave as well, Peter, Leopold, Mark. Uh, we've got Pam, Maximia, Samira, Stephen, Jose, Temi, Johan, Benny, Wilson. Uh, who else have we got? Mike and Lars and Sweaty Merlo and Steve and Valor. Thank you so much, guys and girls, uh, for tuning in. Really appreciate your time. If you haven't done so already and you would happily drop a like on the video, that would be really appreciated as we continue to... I, I nearly considered doing like a... Uh, basically a a January 1k like challenge and I thought that'd be quite cool but I don't want to we did that during the international break it was amazing and you still show your support by liking the video every week so I'm not going to get greedy what we are going to get greedy about is our challenge to try and reach the capacity of the Emirates Stadium and subscribers so please make sure if you haven't already subscribed please do and sometimes you need to check if you still are subscribed because YouTube for some reason unsubscribes you it's crazy I don't get it maybe because you're inactive for so long I don't know Anyway, we push forward with the news for today's stories, and we start with telling you to go and watch yesterday's phone-in show. Arteta Out was trending, believe it or not, trending on social media yesterday morning. Over 2,000 tweets were sent in a very short space of time in the morning of January 1st, 2024, which led to Arteta Out trending across socials. So I thought, well, let's see if we can actually hear from any 
of those Arteta outers. Spoiler alert, we did a two-hour show and we heard from, from, from some fantastic guests. Some, a couple, were skeptics for sure and will make their choices up at the end of the season. But no Arteta outers arrived. Absolutely none. It's like either they don't exist or they do. They're just they're just they're just not really willing to to tell us why. Maybe it's they're maybe they're embarrassed. I don't know. But uh, the search goes on for the Arteta outer. Anyway, moving forwards and into today's stories. Of course, yesterday evening witnessed probably one of the games of the season. Liverpool beating Newcastle United four two to extend their lead at the top of the Premier League table, extend their lead over Arsenal. Of course, that game against Liverpool at the start of February in the league at the Emirates becoming exceptionally important, it seems, with Arsenal probably having to win that game to consider themselves still very much in the race because by that time, if Liverpool win, it would open up a serious gap, you would probably imagine, depending on what happens during the next couple of games in January. Of course, we've got two Premier League games before that. We've got Crystal Palace at home, Nottingham Forest away, which is never an easy game for us. Um, But Liverpool have gone top. But there was more refereeing controversy the penalty decision to gift Liverpool their fourth goal was another crazy, ridiculous decision by the referees and VAR um, to to not overturn what was just a blatant and unceremonious dive. I, I, it's crazy. Uh, it really, really is utterly ridiculous at this stage, but you know that. I know that, and you're probably bored of me saying that, but that is once again leading us into a situation whereby Liverpool gifted Liverpool, if you like, um, and their fourth goal killed off the game. Just after, of course, Newcastle got their second and had threatened perhaps, sorry, uh, yeah, their second to to try and find an equaliser. Moving forwards and talking about January transfer plans, the plans in January also, according to John Cross from the Mirror, a trip to Dubai. Now, Arsenal, of course, have done this over a number of seasons under Mikel Arteta. He likes to take the phone away. I mean, maybe he likes to take their phones away. I just saw a comment from Blackshine saying that their Wi-Fi and phone signal are not good. I reckon it's because I'm in the, Sp- the Spud Stadium area. Probably is Blackshine, but that phone really threw me off then. Um, it's because, of course, Arteta has really appreciated the warm weather breaks uh, and we've of course the winter break that Arsenal get after their game against Liverpool in the FA Cup we've got a weekend off before we then play against Crystal Palace um, however there is suggestions that this could be a little bit of a malleable trip depending upon uh, the potential for an FA Cup replay of course if we draw against Liverpool at the Emirates there will be believe it or not yes another game to play against Liverpool so that doesn't suit anyone that doesn't help anyone so hopefully it can be decided on the day, uh, on Saturday, and hope on Sunday, sorry, and we won't have to worry about it. Um, Tommy Asu's new deal is close to completion, according to Fabrizio Romano. We've talked about this for quite some time. It is the biggest part, I think, of the early stage of the Jan- trans- January transfer window is, of course, to get Tommy Asu's new deal closed. That doesn't mean that Arsenal aren't doing business as well. They are. But we know that the business in the January window is going to be very difficult. And so signing new players up to new deals, um, or rather signing existing players up to new deals, is certainly a strategy that Arsenal will have really looked into. Um, 
specifically regarding kind of saving, not saving money, but you don't have to spend any money when you sign new players or rather existing players up to brand new contracts, just like we did with Eddie Nketiah and with Reese Nielsen as well. Um, because when it comes to somebody like Reese Nelson and Nketiah, whose contracts are expiring, we now have the opportunity to sell those players for quite a significant amount of money when they do eventually leave. I say when they do eventually leave, of course, we've heard reports that Arteta are not too keen on letting Nketiah go, but Nelson's future remains up in the air. But Tommy Asu closing on that brand new contract, and it will be good to see him stay at the club because he is a very, very important player indeed. And uh, lastly, more of our headlines through the day is that we talked yesterday about those suggestions that Thomas Partey had not been called up. There was a squad list that was leaked that we thought, and I certainly thought, was a preliminary game squad that just didn't include Partey because he's injured at the moment. But yesterday it was revealed that actually the entire um, Ghana squad does not, for the African Cup of Nations, include Thomas Partey. He will stay with Arsenal over the course of January. He will not be travelling to take part in the African Cup of Nations at all. Hewton, uh, uh, the, uh, the coach for Ghana, said, I've spent a lot of um, this period of time with Thomas and Arsenal's staff. They will treat this injury with caution and so will the player. This is a big injury for him and the biggest injury that he's had. And of course, we've known for some time that this injury is very, very serious and that's why it's required a procedure um, last year. We know that Partey went under a procedure to resolve the issue that he is currently dealing with and that because of that that has has kept him out of the end of the year january and of course the african cup of nations now so don't necessarily take this fact that he's staying as great news it could be that he's out for an even longer period than many imagine i think this is also a lesson for a lot of people do not believe the, the twitter itks that start spouting dates and games at you to suggest they might be back sometimes they get lucky sometimes they get lucky and players do indeed come back when they might say but the Tommy Asu thing certainly wasn't right and now the Partey thing has been incredibly wrong um that's why I am exceptionally skeptical about suggestions of January returns for Yuri and Timber for example it has always been and as I've said to you time after time show after show that March is my understanding of when Yuri and Timber could be back at the very earliest um, because, of course, the way in which his, his rehabilitation is going, it's going really, really well. That's what we know. And the earliest point that we could see him maybe back starting games for Arsenal in, in March would be great, which would mean perhaps the second leg of our Champions League uh, fixture against Porto. But suggestions of being back in January, maybe being back in training in February, potentially, but starting um i i really really don't know uh if that's true but yeah hopefully this provides something of a uh uh something of a i guess um reprieve not reprieve even that's not the right word at all but certainly some clarity if you like uh over the situation but yeah it is a very very frustrating period for uh for thomas Partey and uh this injury which to be fair there's not been too much in terms of kind of clarity about this, we've we've had like suggestions that it was a a groin injury that was at the start of the season, but the, the current injury is perhaps something different. Maybe still the groin is an issue, um, but maybe we can get some extra information about that going forwards as well. That's all of today's story. So we're going to move to part two now, and your questions right after this. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, just doing a little quick Google while those credits there were rolling. Um, and I can't see anything. The suggestions were obviously that he picked up a problem in training ahead of the trip to Sevilla uh, in the Champions League, which we know that. But there's not too much clarity around the injuries specifically. Um, so unless uh, unless there is any suggestions anywhere else that I'm missing, there's not been any suggestions. I would imagine maybe it's a reoccurrence of that groin problem. Um, but uh, oh, hold on! I'm looking at the Telegraph, and the Telegraph has said that uh, Partey had surgery on his thigh after suffering the injury with the final kick in training before Arsenal's Champions League match against Sevilla earlier this season. So there you go. It is a thigh problem. So there's the clarity that we've been looking for. LMS Live, thank you so much for becoming a brand new uh, member to the channel. Really appreciate your support and kind commitment that you have to us so thank you so much for that and uh and welcome to the family right let's uh let's go to the chat box shall we uh, amira says genuinely curious what's with footballers and clubs going to dubai surely it's not the only warm country this time of year no you're probably right but what i would say is amira that dubai obviously uh where it is has a lot of really good facilities for um for arsenal to use um, yes, there are lots of other warm countries, but they're comfortable there. They've used the, the facilities there before. They're very familiar with it. So that is obviously a big benefit to the, the club and the squad when they do travel to these places. Uh, Lee says, hi, Tom. If at the end of the season with no trophies, we are condemned to play in the Europa League on a Thursday night in 2024, in your opinion, does that make Arteta's position untenable? Again, Lee, I get asked these questions a lot. I got asked yesterday, Tom, what is your cutoff point with Arteta? What needs to happen for Arteta to be sacked? And I'm sitting here saying, it's January, boys and girls. It's, it's January. Why are you asking me these questions? Why are people desperate, desperate to know what it would take for me to want Arteta gone. I don't know what the desperation is. I don't know why people keep asking me. It's really odd. Um, I don't have a cutoff. I don't have a what needs to happen. I will make my judgments as and when the season plays out. I make my judgments whenever I feel I need to make a judgment on something. I don't have this necessity to always have a cutoff. You know, we could finish fifth this season. And something catastrophic throughout the campaign could have happened to lead us there. And yet I would have people going, but Tom, in January, you said if we finish fifth, you'd get rid of him. But we're now fifth and you're saying you wouldn't. And I'd be like, well, because the process that led us to fifth, loads happened that meant that we finished fifth. There was nothing to do with Arteta. So 
we need to wait. If indeed there are reasons behind me changing my mind on Arteta, then I will feel the need to change my mind on Arteta. Don't forget that there was a period during his tenure that I really was quite, couldn't see a way forward for him. You know, I, I've said it before time and time again, when we lost to Villarreal in the, in the Europa League semi-final, I really didn't see a way forward for Arteta. And at that point, I don't think I would have given him a new contract. The club kept faith. The club didn't do what I wanted them really probably to do in that moment because I thought that any big club in that position would probably be moving on from their manager at that point. But we didn't. And thank goodness we didn't. You know, it's really, I don't get it. I don't get the the desire for people to know what has to happen for a manager to get sacked in some people's eyes. It's I, I really don't get it. Uh, Tizer says, first of all, love uh, Rice and think people should calm down as we're only five points off the top. Hypothetically question, do you think we would be further up the table if we bought Alvarez, James Ward, Prowse, Kudus and Madison rather than Rice and Havertz? Um, I mean, I don't think we could have bought uh, oh, sorry, I see what you mean. So the prices for Rice and Havertz and instead buy all of those. No, I, I don't think so. Rice has been utterly brilliant. Like Rice, is ta- Rice is the type of signing that takes you to a new level. Like James Ward-Prowse, Kudus, uh, Edson, Al- I think it's Ed- no, is it Edson Alvarez, the, the West Ham midfielder. Um, and of course, James Madison. Madison's been fantastic, you know, but of course he's been injured for most of the season and there's no guarantees that he would have been fit full of our season either you know and he probably would have been playing in the where Odegaard is playing if you like because that's his best role in the most advanced attack midfield role Kudus of course would he start over Martinelli and, and Saka Martinelli's form might have opened the door for him potentially James Ward-Prowse you know wouldn't be starting for us I think even if uh even if Partey and Rice weren't fit you know he's, he's a very good set piece taker he's had a very good season so far but I'm not sure he would be starting for us Edson Alvarez if Partey was out, obviously would have would have come into that position. But no, I don't think that we uh we would have been better off with those signings that of Rice and, and Havertz and the team. Remember that Rice and Havertz have been critical in getting us key points. You think about the goals that Rice has scored against Luton and against Manchester United. You think about the goals Havertz scored against Luton as well and against Brentford as well to pick up some really important points for us. So no, I don't think we would have been better off at all, to be fair. Um, Anasimos says, surely we have to operate in absolutes, Tom, like a regular person. <laughs> Uh, Wilson says why on earth are some Arsenal fans wanting Arteta to leave when we are in January the title race is not over yet bloody hell I know I think I saw a question earlier on that actually tried to provide some uh, context to why our Arteta outers aren't showing up Michael says with no disrespect fair play I haven't watched that episode but I wouldn't say people are embarrassed but you need to consider that whichever side you sit on and the backlash and abuse people from that side will receive is a joke any abuse is unacceptable Michael any abuse is, is utterly and entirely unacceptable. And look, I, I obviously, I know Dan Potts, who's not always the most uh, positive guy in the world, has his own criticisms of Arteta. And the abuse that he gets, he sent me a couple of messages that he was getting the other day from just saying that, you know, he's, he's critical of Arteta and he was making criticisms that he thinks he can hold up, which is fine if you can back up your opinions. I've got no issue with your opinion. If you're just wildly banding around statements with no back back into them, it's it's different. On either side of the fence of whether you want the manager to stay or whether you're sceptic of him or even if you want him to go, no matter where you sit, there's no there's no reason to abuse people. But, Michael, what I would say is that if there's one place in which you should not be looking, you know, if you feel like your opinion is going to face abuse, it's not here. You know, if there's an opinion that comes onto the channel that is different to my own, we talk about it, I might disagree with it. 
unless it's utterly ridiculous, in which point, obviously, we talk about it with what I think it deserves, which would be ridiculous because it often is abusive in itself and doesn't take into any context. Like people saying, the title's over. It's kind of ridiculous with five points off the title. you know. So it's about how you tackle them, how you talk about it, and how you back up your views as well. Uh, Phil Ed says, hey, Tom, do you think the club not concentrating on the attack, especially on the wings, has finally ca- caught up on us with Saka and Nelly having no serious competition for their spots? Of course, Trossard has been, I think, a really good signing for us. And for a period of time, was keeping Martinelli out of the team. Remember last season, he was starting games. We were winning all the games that he was starting. Uh, and came into the side at centre-forward as well, and, and a really, really good spell there. I don't think we've not concentrated on the attack enough. I just don't think we've had the capacity to do it because we've had needs elsewhere, Fuad, which is obviously taking up a lot of our financial capacity uh, with the midfield and with, of course, the defence as well. And then we've lost one of our most key signings in Jury and Timber this season, which has really impacted us. Uh, Maximia says, Tom, much of this vitriol against Arteta comes from rival fans uh, inducing it into their channels and of course clickbait media, a vocal minority falls for this and we think that firing Arteta becomes the answer. Uh, so I think uh, probably a fair um, analysis of it. Uh, Anna says, it's really amazing how Arsenal fans are so impatient. How on earth can anyone on the, on his right mindset be thinking of sacking Arteta? At the moment, Herman says, after that loss, I had to take two days before I even bothered to look at social media. Do you ever wish that you could just not talk about Arsenal after a loss like that? Um, Sometimes. Sometimes it's much, much harder to, to jump onto a morning show than it is others. But I just feel like from this perspective, where I do this show and I commit to doing this show, it would be a bit disingenuous of me to only jump on and talk about games when we when we win you know after we lost against West Ham we did a phone-in show because I was on annual leave so it was one of the rare occasions at the moment where I wasn't actually at the game quite fortunately uh, <laughs> it wouldn't have been great to be there I don't think um and I said to myself and I said in the morning show I wanted to do a phone-in show after the West Ham game now for all intents and purposes I thought that was going to be a really upbeat phone-in show I thought it was going to be a show talking about Arsenal beating West Ham and staying top of the league and taking a lead over Liverpool and it was the complete opposite. And as it was cl- closing in towards full time, I was thinking, oh, I'm not sure I really want to do, you know, a phone in show because it's the energy is not there. And I completely misinterpreted what that phone in show was going to be because the people that came on that show provided some really good context and really good clarity and reinvigorated my own view of, of post match shows and talking about Arsenal when we lose. After yesterday's, uh, sorry, um, New Year's Eve's game against Fulham. You probably saw a tweet or the post I put on YouTube talking about how there is more to life than Arsenal, and there really is. And that I'm not surprised it takes sometimes two days to get over results. I think, Herman, what you did in getting off social media for two days was was absolutely the right thing to do. Um, you know, if you feel like it's going to affect you and your mental state too much, stay away from social media. It's really not worth jumping on. Sadly, I couldn't escape all of it because I have friends who text me funny jokes when Arsenal lose. So you can't always escape in that way, but you can try and mute things and things like that. Just tackle things as best way you can so that it's not affecting you as much as it should. People, I used to get really annoyed when people say to me the words, it's just a game. Do you remember when like your friends or your partner or someone else used to say to you, why are you so annoyed? It's just a game. I used to get so angry at those words. I'd be like, it's not just a game. It's, it's my life. Like this is so important to me. But as I've grown up, you realise that it actually, brace yourselves, it is 
just a game. And it's something that you have no control over. It's something that you can have great passion for. What isn't just a game is the communities and the friendships and the camaraderie we build around Arsenal. That isn't just a game. That is for life. And that produces some fantastic opportunities of happiness for us all. But those 90 minutes, Arsenal, the games, the results, the table, the titles, the trophies, you know, they're great. And we celebrate them in the bubble that we have them. But it is a bubble. And sometimes you need to step outside of that. Sometimes you need to just put that in a box, enjoy the rest of your day, go enjoy your other interests, go enjoy time with family or friends. Or, you know, even if you're more solid, if you've got more solitude than that, then go enjoy your own company and, and watch some some of your favorite shows or go for a walk or get outside near the birds, you know, just, there you go. Uh, by the way, if you want to invoice the therapy session, just feel free. Uh, Darren says, Tom, for all the talk about Arsenal being more solid uh, on Lee judges show, he revealed a stat that Arsenal have conceded 10 goals from their last 18 shots on target. Uh, wish we had that kind of scoring rate. Yeah, Darren, it's a really good point. And I think that, you know, overall, when you look at the context of the season, Arsenal sacrificed, what they did going forwards a bit to become different to change things and when you look at the stats more recently our defensive form has, has dipped quite considerably um now you could argue that's because we face some tougher tests like liverpool and like brighton even though we didn't concede a goal and of course like aston villa and you have to remember that west ham are in the top six at the moment as well um but to concede two goals for fulham was really really disappointing we've also faced some really good shots like you look at the um you look at um uh, Mavropanos's header like it's a fantastic header you look at Salah's finished it's a brilliant finish uh even McGinn's goal it's really I don't think anyone was pointing we haven't really pointed the fingers have we at, at David Raya in regards to um those uh like th those shots that he's conceded i've never seen people really point into david rare and saying oh he should have done better there should have you know, aaron ramsdale would have saved that i've not seen that at all i think we've been uh we talked on the phone-in show uh, we had russ goldman jump on who's part of cottage cottage talk which is a fulham based phone-in show and he said that that was the best performance of fulham season but arsenal happened to come up against the best performance of the entirety of Fulham season and that happens quite a lot for us opposition teams step up when they face Arsenal we've just got to react to that we can't expect to go into these games and hope that these teams roll over we've got to be at our absolute maximum and we've just not been we've just not been good enough and we have just not been proactive enough and things need to change I'm hoping this little break of from the league is, is going to help us try and, and do that um, Martin says it's not a matter of life or death it's more important than that. <laughs> uh, Rob says, I found coming on the phone-in show and having other opinions to bounce off and just in my, my, justify my thoughts with stats. Uh, what I can't bounce off, though, is the Arteta out BS. Uh, ain't no logical argumenting to stupid. <laughs> now, I think that if you can back up the point, if you can have a, a skepticism of Arteta, if you think that you want him on, and you can back it up with a really good argument, which I'm yet to hear, then it's not stupid. It's uh, it's reasoned, is what it is. But what is stupid is just throwing out Arteta out into a comment section with no context or explanation or reasoning or nothing. And especially when we offer up a platform to be able to try and voice those concerns and they don't materialize, um, it kind of reveals quite heavily where we are at with the Arteta outside of things. Uh, Abbe, thank you so much. Um, or Abby, sorry for um, joining up as a member. Really appreciate your kind support of the channel. It is, uh, it is 
very much appreciated. So thank you. Uh, Aniket says Xhaka was more important than Havertz in terms of intensity that brought more structure to the midfield. And Havertz may be in good form, but he cannot control the midfield. The midfield is a problem. And Arteta needs to find a way of sorting that out. I think that Havertz, and I've said this on numerous shows, he's not an eight. I don't think Havertz is an eight. I, I just don't think that he is that way inclined. I, I don't think that's where you're going to get the best of him. I think he's a, either a second striker or a false nine. I think that is his best role in a team. And that's why I would like to, to see it. Um, Abby says, I was already a member. I don't know why I lost it. Trying to renew it again. No problem, Abby. It's, uh, it's all good. It's all good. You've not been lost. You're back. Um, but yes, Havertz, I think for me, is is more of a is a forward player. Some people disagree with me. They don't say he's a centre forward. I don't necessarily think he's a striker. I think a false nine, a second striker type role. I think that that is where Havertz should be. And that is where I would use Havertz for me personally. Um, Archangel says, fair play, Tom. You're a hardworking content creator. Thank you very much. Uh, Rob Bowles says, agreed. As you have, I also haven't heard a reasoned Arteta out argument yet. Uh, Samson says, Arteta out. You. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Uh, here today, says, people act like any Arteta out is reactionary. The last seven to eight months have been filled with many interesting decisions. Look, there are definitely criticisms that are valid of Arteta, without question. And we definitely talk about those. If you come here and think this is just an Arteta love-in every week, you don't watch the channel. You just don't. You don't recognize what we do. When Arteta does something wrong, we criticize it. The, the squad management needs to be better. He, It was an unnecessary decision to create this drama in the goalkeeping department. You know, there are things that need to be better. The substitutions, the, the mistreatment. And I think I, don't, I go as far as saying mistreatment of Emil Smith-Rowe. There are things I'm not happy with. There are things I want to see improved. There are things that I think he can do better. There are, without doubt, genuine criticisms of the coach. He's not perfect. He's not the finished article. He's still learning. He still has a long way to go. And if we lose the league to Liverpool or Man City, a big part of that is because Klopp and Guardiola are better managers than Arteta. That will be one of the big reasons. And that's why we actually asked the question. I asked the question on yesterday's phone-in. Are we? Is there a way in which Arteta can match Klopp and match Pep Guardiola? Is there a way he can do it? Or for us to beat them on a consistent basis, are Arsenal going to have to go out and get a manager of that calibre? That is a question that we asked very sincerely on yesterday's phone-in show. So if you think this is some kind of Arteta loving, it's not. It's really not. There is a genuine attempt to find all measurable criticisms and balanced views of this. And I always welcome, as I tried to yesterday, and as I have said numerous times already, I try to welcome the opposite view on it just never shows up here to there. So these interesting decisions or maybe even interesting points of view on Arteta that have led people to not want him here anymore, I haven't heard them yet. And I certainly don't see them. So I'm more than willing to always have that conversation. You know we're going to be doing more phone-in shows. I can't wait to hear more fan opinion on it. And uh, I could be you can be assured that you will get it here as well as you will get plenty of objective, grounded look at the Arsenal. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. As always, this morning, I've got to shoot off to try and go and collect a shopping now. <laughs> it's that kind of Tuesday. Um, but do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. 
I will be back tomorrow morning at the very uh, very latest, of course, at 8 a.m. Where maybe a show uh, this afternoon, there may not. I'm not 100% sure. I've got some plans, but um, I might be able to squeeze one in at the end of my shift. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in and listening. It's always an absolute honor to speak with you. Stay safe, stay well, stay happy. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.